Good morning. It is Monday, May 4th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us this morning as we seek to engage God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Monday through Friday, we gather together to be with one another as we commit to making this a daily habit in our lives. At the Commuter Devotional, we understand that forming this sort of habit isn't easy, but keeping ourselves locked in to devotions to God is a really good place to start. Today, we will be reading from Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Let me read it for us, I'll pray, and then we'll dive into it. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my present, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, thank you for such a wonderful weekend. Lots of states got good news this week about opening back up into normal life again soon. And we just say thank you for relief and ask for continued health and healing in the weeks and months to come. Lord, as we reflect on your word today, give us ears to hear your voice and eyes to see your beauty. Amen. Though it really doesn't seem like it at first, Paul is making a transition to the teaching and instructing part of this section. The style that Paul writes in, in Philippians, is often in such a way where he first gives us an example and the model for living, and then he instructs. We saw that earlier when he gave us the example of how he lived, and then he instructed us on living a life in such a manner as worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, Paul used the first part of chapter 2 to give us another example, that is, the example of Christ. Last week, we looked at this extensively and saw how the humility of Jesus on the cross was the ultimate example of how we should conduct ourselves in humility. Now, here in verses 12 and 13, Paul is moving to instruct from that example. He says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Philippians is just full of memorable verses. Already we have seen some pretty famous ones, and today we have another one. It's Paul's challenge to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. If Paul is the mama bird, this is him kicking the Philippians out of the nest, as he says that much more in his absence they must do this. Notice the link between their obedience and them working out their salvation. Paul's challenge is clearly a call for the Philippians to not grow complacent and stay immature, not to fall into the temptation to become saved and then you have it all sort of mentality. While we are the benefactors of a whole host of things because of salvation, we are not called to be one and done, but instead to continue on in obedience. But what of the fear and trembling? What are we supposed to make of that? I remember when I was 19, 
It was a bright and beautiful sunny day, and I was out driving on the Ohio Turnpike. I was planning to drive out and surprise my then-girlfriend, who was away at college. But instead, I lost control of my car and flipped four times off the side of the road. Eighteen witnesses pulled over to see if I was okay. And I remember watching people just sprint towards me to help me. All of my tires were flat. I remember my windows blowing out all around me as I was rolling. But I wasn't injured. I hit my head on the roof once, and that didn't even leave a bruise. After the accident, a police officer told me that there should have been a helicopter in the middle of the highway flying me to get medical care. And he told me how lucky I was. I look back on that accident with trembling, knowing how serious it should have been, how devastating it could have been for myself and for those around me. And now that I have a wife and kids, I tremble knowing that my life could have been very different. But it's not. With fear and trembling, I can look back on that accident and see how I was delivered. And now it would be foolish for me to make that mistake again, to just go on driving irresponsibly and let it happen again. In the same way, we understand what we were saved from. Salvation means we were saved from eternal death and separation from God. We rightly deserve that death. But we were saved from it. And what's terrifying is that we were saved not because of anything we did. That car accident should have seriously injured me, if not killed me. But somehow I was saved, and it certainly wasn't because of my excellent driving. Knowing this, we would be fools to live in such a way as to not tremble at our salvation. As we go today, let's spend time reflecting on our own salvation. Do we take it for granted? Maybe we go too far the other way and we are crippled with fear knowing what we rightfully deserve, and now we work hard to ensure we don't get what we do deserve. Paul says, It is God who works in us, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He has saved us. He will keep us. And we are called to obey. Let me close us in prayer. And since it's Monday, we will pray for global missions, and today we will pray for the Sorani Kurds in Central Asia. Heavenly Father, as we consider our salvation, the work that you completed on the cross for us, we first rejoice in your gift to us. But Lord, we also tremble, knowing that we are creatures who are in rebellion to you, our holy God. We deserve eternal separation from you. But you bore the wrath and took the penalty for us so that we could be redeemed to you. Help us to not take that for granted. Help us to grow in godliness and obedience. Work your will in our lives for your good pleasure and use us to complete your purposes. Lord, we pray for the Sorani Kurds of Central Asia. While coronavirus has been difficult for many people, and quarantine has been especially difficult for those who are well. The Sorani believers in Central Asia face an entirely different set of challenges than we do in our context. While they are the minority in these Islamic nations, 
This time brings about challenges from family members that we do not face in our mostly Christian nation. This time of Ramadan brings constant ridicule from Muslims as to why they don't fast and why they bring shame on their families. Lord, we pray for them, for endurance and courage of these persecuted believers. May they faithfully live out their salvation and share it even in the face of these difficulties. God, we love you, and we ask these things in your Son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I'll see you tomorrow.